Welcome to the bike segment here at Blast Beats and Bicycles 91.7 FM, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. Very excited to have Eric Noren in the studio of Peacock Groove and Cake Bikes fame. Eric, welcome to the studio. Hello, hello. How are you? I am great. I'm so stoked to have you here. <laughs> I've I've looked fondly at your bikes over time, and uh, I remember the first bike that I saw of yours uh, was the Kill Bill track bike. And uh, ah, yes. I immediately fell in love with your work. I was like, that is the coolest bike I've ever seen. It was it was hilarious to have it at the show because people, well, there was other bikes there that caused minor controversy yep. in the bike world. Yep. And it was funny to see people go, what is it? Is this blood? And I go, well, actually, it's paint. <laughs> you know, they're like, well, is it, is it blood? supposed to be blood? <laughs> Did you hit it? What happened? I said, we hit a squirrel. And then people are like, really? And I was like, no, it, it's supposed to look like Kill Bill. You know, and, yeah. and interestingly enough, I think one of the funniest things I've ever experienced in my quote-unquote career yep. with that bike yep. was somebody said, what would you sell this bike for? And I was like, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I didn't yep. know. Right. And he goes, well, I happen to be a representative of Quentin Tarantino, and if he were to purchase it, how much would it be? Oh. And I was like, come on. One million dollars. <laughs> my leg got a little bit longer. I was like, stop pulling it. You know, what are you doing? But I said, seriously? And he goes, yes, seriously. And I said, a small role in his next movie. <laughs> and, the, and the look on this guy's face was like, oh, that's clever. I was going to expect like 20 grand. And I'm like, right. no, about 10 grand would be right. But yeah. And so nothing ever came of it, but I did do some research. And this guy was like a third tier representative of, of Quentin Tarantino. Wow. So it was just awesome. like, it was weird. Like the, the goons you meet out in the yeah, bike world, totally. you know, they're, they're out there. That's great. How did you get started in the business? Oh man, I lied basically. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sounds funny, but it's, it's true because I was working at the mulch shop, Midway Mulch Shop yeah. up on Snelling and I-94, yep. technically Snelling and Concordia, but right. back then you could, you know, on an address, put Snelling and I-94 corner and it of, there. and yeah. it would get there. Yeah. You know, back and, when they delivered by Pony Express, oh, do you right? remember that when I people do. like had yeah, to get totally. out of there, you know, with the normal mail, not this email all the yeah, kids exactly. have now? Yeah, I, I used to be able to put grandma beach north dakota and it would get there oh man gosh let's get out our walkers <laughs> with our tennis balls and go make some go get make some cookies but yeah i worked there and what it came down to is i met a guy named dave and he's like dude i like biking you should try it and i was like i don't like sports and he's like biking's not a sport and i'm like yeah but when i was a kid i rode all over all the time that yeah. was my freedom yep and then you know as usually you turn around 14 15 16 you get that stupid learner's permit and you're yep. like I'm going to go cool. honk at some people and, you know, yeah. honk at bikers. And, right. And I fell back in love with it. Dave and I rode everywhere. We got my first real bike, stripped it, painted it. Cool. You know, did all the stuff. And then Dave got a job down at Kroll Cycles and was like, dude, you got to go work down here. You know how to weld. And I was like, no, I took a welding course. There's a right. big difference, you know, like, <laughs> yep. it's like, dude, you know how to bake? No, I, I took home ec in <laughs> high school. Don't, don't ask a lot of me. Right. But I went down there. I, I interviewed just for the heck of it. Yep. And boom, they offered me a job. And they're like, you, can you start tomorrow? I was like, no, I got to give my two weeks. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, this is what responsible people <laughs> right. do. Don't you give do two this. weeks, yeah. you know? Like, I can't have Patty and uh, Dawn and right. Jeff and all these waitresses and waiters. Have or to cover your shift. Wait people. Like, totally. I was the malt maker, not them. Right. You know? Yep. And so I gave my two weeks and they're like, what do you mean you're going to go weld bikes? You don't know how to weld. And I was like, hey, I took a class. Come on. And I did. I felt bad. And the first day I started, Walter Kroll yeah. was like, all right, so you know how to take weld? And I was like, well, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you know, what do I do? He's like, well, just watch me. This is, you know, we'll just run you through some, 
you know, some learning things. And, right. and he did. And I just remember when he flipped his hood, I was like, watch what he's doing because <laughs> you totally lied and got this job and now you have to be smart. I mean, I picked it up really quick. That's and, great. I mean, to this day, I wouldn't say I'm a master, but, you know, yeah. I mean, I can weld bikes together and it's... So I kind of lied, but I fell in love with the whole, like, I rode my bike to a place where we would make bikes and then I would ride my bike home. And it was so awesome. It was very bike centric and it's a very strange part of the culture of, of bikes in general. Yeah. So how did you go from, you know, being a guy who totally knew how to TIG weld (laughs) (laughs) to, to, you know, the passion that you've got now? I mean, it's like you have, you've gone so far in your career. How did that passion take hold? And, you know, what was it that kind of kept you in it? Man, that's, I mean, that's a long a long answer to a small question, but basically what it came down to is that when, when I got a Kroll, I was like, wow, I can make these things. And, yeah. you know, I was just in the back corner. I was just a welder guy, right. you know, but as I would, <clears throat> pardon me, as I would like learn and weld and take me- angles and measurements and mm-hmm. do all this and, and learn all these things yep. and learn about how much it pulls and distorts and all this stuff, like it was many dark hours in the back corner, you know, mm-hmm. and you would learn and you would listen to music. And you would stop, and then the next day people would come in and be like, "Oh, you're gonna build my bike! I'm so excited to meet you!" And I'm like, yeah, "Get out of here! This is weird, you know." Yeah, like, right. It was it was very strange, and yeah, I mean, like you know, I'm here at night at 8 p.m. You know, missing yeah. you know, 227 and, and the Cosby <laughs> Show, you know, and a weld your bike. So get out of here! I got right. stuff to do. But it was it was very strange to be going from you know like making malts to making bicycles to yeah. meeting these people and then them getting crazy. And what happened is. Kroll grew enough, got a small business loan, you know, folded because it couldn't handle it, hmm. and the demand wasn't there. Right. A lot, a lot of things happened back so, then. So, so when was this? Oh God, ninety. That was ninety five or ninety four. Okay, so twenty years ago. And then Kroll folded. Then mm-hmm. Frank Amore bought it, and it kind of restarted again. And you know what? A lot of people. Give a little bit of doo-doo. See what I did there? I yeah, saved it's myself. Nicely done. So a lot of people gave doo-doo to them, and it was funny. Like, these guys don't know what they're doing. And then they're like, well, it's the guy who's always been welding there. And I'm like, right. yeah, it's the guy who's always been welding there. <laughs> what are you going to say? So we made the company. We were doing, like, I think we had two years where we did 120 frames each year. I mean, wow. that's that's a lot, that's especially a for back then, man. People yeah. don't realize, like, these small brands – People work their hiney off. Yeah. I mean, they, they work so hard and got unpaid. And, yep. And and it's, you know, that's sweat equity, man. Yep. You can't give that in a paycheck. But right. we gave it our all. I mean, me, Chris, and Frank, mm-hmm. we dumped ourselves into that. And at a certain point, it was unsustainable yeah. for a number of reasons. And you can't compete with the big money show. You just, you just, sure. you think you can. Yeah. And you go watch that Disney movie and you get all excited and you're like, I can do this. And then <laughs> the cold reality of the real world comes in yeah. and you realize you get beat down. Yeah. But I mean, we, we made good bikes. Kroll made good bikes back then. It was right mm-hmm. when 29ers were taken off and people would, I mean, I remember we were at Cabda. This, and for, for all the noobs and people who just got into the bike world, Cabda is the Chicago Area Bike Dealers Association, which is now kind of making a comeback. Yeah. Because, honestly, the show in Vegas, lame, man. Yep. I, as much as I love sin and debauchery, that town is dirty and filthy yeah, and it's, it's sad. So, it's such a different experience now and so because so many of the big brands have pulled out, too. I mean, that's part of the problem, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't draw as many people, the independent dealers. And so these regional shows like Cabda are really starting to make And I'm all for it. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a short drive for me. Yeah. I'll go down there as Peacock River Cake, sure. Yep. Yep. But we were at Cabda, I think, in 
97? Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> and people are like, you guys make 29ers? And I said, yeah, they're called cross bikes. And they were like, ugh. And like, everybody left like I was crabby. And I was like, haha, 700C is 29er. You don't know the joke, you know? Yep, but right. it was strange because disc brakes were blowing up then. Yeah. Um, cross bikes were the new thing and then not mm-hmm. the new thing. Right. And it, it's it's been strange to see from a manufacturing craftsman mm-hmm. point of view how all of this has changed. Yeah. And now I think that we are now in like the second year, third year of a, like a golden revival of frame building. Mm-hmm. But what's the problem is, is that anybody who, you know, any idiot who's got a garage and a file says Can, that they're a frame yeah, builder. Right. And... Well, that's oh, an interesting boy. thing because for a while there was there was a handful of people and then it really blossomed, you know, and like in that first wave, you know, yep. sort of there were some really amazing bikes being made here and, and it sort of shrunk and now it seems like it's coming back. It's it's coming back, you know, and I have a little bit more negative of an attitude, people say, but here's the deal. I'm in it. Like I'm in the middle of it yeah. and I'm representing two companies mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm working really hard. We had the royal we we had a really bad year and you know all the people that waited for their bikes or that are late i'd like to say now thank you for your patience i really appreciate it but man running the small business like to me building a bike easiest thing in the world sure if i can just be left alone and actually weld yeah it's it's not a problem it's not a challenge per se right but when you have to balance books order stuff like literally my phone just got cut off because i forgot to pay the bill that's what i was hustling for and i'm like i gotta post this up people gotta know and now now i can't call people you know like and you know and so people be like why don't you monitor it better yeah no those details are really hard especially if you dig deep into a project and you're you know focused on getting it out the door and other stuff when i'm welding like seat stays on yeah i'm not thinking about did i pay my phone bill no What's going on on yeah, Facebook right, right now? Exactly. You know, you got to pay attention. So, right. you know, the second wave of builders now, what's going on is that a lot of their friends are good photographers and they build a good website. Mm-hmm. So they bank on that. Sure. And then when it comes down to it, they don't have any real skills. They don't right. have any time. All sizzle, no No state. chops. Yep. You know, yep. and me, it's been the opposite. I've rarely had a website or anything. And I'm just like, I, I just don't have time and I yeah. don't understand HTML. Yeah. That's a, that's a great, it's a great place to be that there's so much demand. Uh, for your work. So what is, what is a typical client like for you? How do, what are people like that, that come to buy? And, and I bet it's different for Peacock Groove versus Cake Bikes, isn't it? It's a tremendously different. Yeah. You know, like the, like Peacock Groove is, you know, I'm glad to say that a lot of the past sins are being fixed. Yeah. And like I said, this last year, two years for me to be frankly truthful and transparent, which none of our government officials are, <laughs> I've had a bad year. Uh, you know, I don't broadcast a lot on Facebook about my personal life or anything, but to be honest, I was very depressed. I was very anxious. I had a lot of personal, uh, shortcomings, failures, business failures. Uh, I got sued and lost over something I actually made. So like people listening who actually are waiting for a bike are like, what? I'm like, yeah, I actually made one of the coolest bikes I've ever made and they didn't want it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, what do you mean? You don't want it. It's right there. It's done. You know, and I even mm. offered to remake it. They didn't want that. And and to be fair, I don't hate this person. Yeah. It was a terrible miscommunication, but I'm put in a bad position of like, well, you can't get your money back because you signed an invoice right. that says deposits are non-refundable right. upon any condition. Yeah. And that's and that's like one of the problems as a business you face. That's yep. a business problem. Yep. Like I built this bike and it is stellar. It's out of this world. Yeah. And then when that person's like, I don't like it, I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you don't like it? Yeah. It's not the like, Yeah, you know? So there's all these challenges that happen. So 
Um, Peacock Groove, the average customer, they want something different. Mm-hmm. They want something unique. Yeah. And like anybody can go grab a Brand X off the shelf. Big whoop. You know, oh, look, it's in gray. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't sing to me, you right. know? Yep. And like a lot of these bikes you pay $2,300 for. Yeah. Well, spend a couple more grand. I mean, if you're going to spend 2300 yeah, you can be talked into four. Right. And that sounds so ridiculous over a bicycle, but at the end of the day, no matter what you do, if it's a high-end or quality, mm-hmm. audio equipment, yeah. kitchen equipment, That's guitars, right. yeah. flutes. I've recently like <laughs> learned, learned about hand-carved flutes and stuff, wow. and I'm like, wow. <laughs> Who knew? You know, like, I didn't know. Yeah. I, I don't need a flute, right. but I'm not going to spend eight <laughs> grand for a flute either. But you could if you were a flute guy. Well, you know, yeah. if I had eight grand, I tell you what, I'd, <laughs> I wouldn't have a flute, but I'd have that, something That cool. sounds like a, a bike and a half from Peacock Groove. Uh, it depends, yeah. And like... <laughs> So the average customer Peacock Groove, they want something different. They want something yeah. flashy, unique. Sure. Um, or they want something that only, I guess, Peacock Groove can give. Yeah. And Cake was, the whole beginnings of Cake, briefly, was Andy Tetmeyer from Head Cycling uh, was like, dude, you should make a 24-inch wheel fat bike. And I was like, ha ha, whatever, no. And like, so he talked to me for like a year and a half, and I finally yeah. caved. And this was like four years ago. Wow. I don't even know, like wow. maybe five. Something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm time dyslexic and many <laughs> other things. But it was a while ago. It was a while ago. And and he goes, If I make the wheels, will you make the frame? And I was like, Yeah. No so we kidding. did. And we brought it to a nab show. Yeah. And we ha- I had hashtag painted on it a hashtag not a kid's bike. Because everyone's like, it's a kid's bike. And I'm like, no, it's a performance-oriented bike. And I'm like, this makes sense. Smaller wheels, yeah. lighter wheels, these things will take off like a rocket. I did yeah. all the math, you know, and I was like, it should be faster. And I tell you what, we finally got to ride it after the bike show because mm-hmm. why bring a working bike to a bike show? Right. It's just, That's just you know professional. Why would you do that? <laughs> but we got back, and Andy took a pedal stroke and a half and went wow, and like took off for like ten minutes. And I was like, well, get back here. Yeah. He got back here, and he's like, um, you got to try this. And I lowered the saddle like you know five yeah. inches for my short butt, <laughs> and I took a pedal stroke and a half, and I was like, whoa, and I was like, this thing is a rocket. And so I remember coming back that night, and I poured myself a nice big glass of scotch i'm like i gotta figure this out it was gonna take a while (laughs) and i was like man there's no way i'll be able to satiate any demand as peacock groove for these 24 inch wheel fat bikes yeah and then i was like cake everybody likes cake right everybody should get cake whether it's pancakes or angel food cake or bunt cake yeah everybody likes cake like you go anywhere and people like you want a piece of cake 99% 99% of people say yes. Yeah. There's always 1% of people like, oh, I don't do cake. Is it gluten, vegan-free, you know? And you're like, There's cake. You can whatever. make cake out of anything. And, and so you can make that. And I was like, this bike needs to be out there because right now I see, and as a custom bike fitter and a custom mm-hmm. bike maker, yep. I see really short people and really tall people on a completely the wrong bike, and they're like bent over weird or yeah. something. And I'm like, oh, man, your biking experience could be so much better. Absolutely. If you fit your bike better. Yeah. And like the thing is, you can't really change a person's proportions. Right. But I can build you something that fits those proportions. So Kate came around and I was like, yep, this will be good. And I aimed mostly in this, and this is a controversial thing, but I say, well, it'll fit women a lot better because in general, women are a lot shorter. Yeah. You know, and they go, really? And I go, well, in general, yes, that's been my year, 24 years of experience. So. We came out with Cake Brand, mm-hmm. and now I have Northern Rose Bike Shop, mm-hmm. Eric Lingus. He is the front of Peacock Groove and Cake. So if you are in the metro area and you want a Peacock Groove or Cake, you have to go to Gotta his go shop. To Northern Rose, nice. What it's doing is it's allowing us to serve the customer better. Yep. 
and faster, and it's working out really well so far. We're gonna have a cake party in a couple of weeks there to unveil a new a new model. That's so I'm great. really excited. Exciting. But out of the thirty ish cakes that we've sold in two and a half or three years, yep. all but two were to women. Interesting. And it's hmm. like it's like you predicted whoa. it. Well, you know. <laughs> I wanna dig more into cake because I wanna I wanna really sink my teeth into cake uh, in a minute. But before that, you and I have a shared love of anthrax. Yes. And I, yes! I, one of my favorite bands. And when you told me that you were an Anthrax fan, I'm like, oh, my God, we're separated at birth. And so uh, this is a song that I play almost on repeat off of the Persistence of Time record. Yes, perhaps one of the best albums that they've ever made. Yep. Uh, and this is a cover, actually. Oh, no way you're doing yep. it. Got the time. Yes! Listening to 91.7 WMCN, McAllister College Radio in St. Paul, Minnesota. This is Blast Beats and Bicycles, and that was Anthrax with Got the Time off of the Persistence of Time record. Uh, here in studio with Eric Noren from Cake Bikes and Peacock Groove. 
Uh, Eric, we were talking a little bit about cake before uh, we cut to the anthrax. And I want to find out a little bit more about the process of making a cake bike. Is it kind of like going towards a mass production, not mass production, but more of a production style for you as opposed to the deep custom that you have with Peacock Groove? Man, you know what? It was when when we were making these and designing these, I had input from other business, Mm -hmm. you know, leaders and professionals who I I respect. Yeah. Like Annie Haddon, Head Cycling, Mm -hmm. Eric Lingus, and, you know, other frame builders. And it came Mm -hmm. down to like, I can't make these custom all the time. Right. Just not possible. Right. And I was like, okay, we're going to make X amount of models, mm-hmm. the sizes. Yep. And these are your four color choices. <laughs> and, you know, and I was like, okay, no, it's going to be eight color choices. <laughs> and and it came down to like, man, I, I, I can't not be custom. I can't yeah. not do that. So it was like, well, you can choose whatever color you want. Mm-hmm. But you have to pay an extra 50 bucks. And people are like, I don't care. That's an easy Can I get thing the galaxy do. grape? And I'm right. like, yeah, you can get the galaxy grape. And yep. so now it's like, wow, now some of the cakes that we've had made, especially for uh, our WTF cake racing team. Yeah. Like there's like these paint jobs that are going on these cakes are more complex than the Peacock Groove ones now. And I, you know, <laughs> and I look back and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Oh, this is supposed to be easy. And now it's overly complicated, right. you know. But it, it occurred to me that like, Bikes at this purchase level are a really special thing to people. Yeah. And so I'd say to them, like, here's the deal. It's yours forever. Jump yeah. into it. We're making it to your size. Mm-hmm. So we did, and the cake racing team is basically showing off what we can do, what yeah. we want to do. There's and some spectacular bikes. They're Well, and what's crazy is, like, some of the people are like, yeah, well, but I, I'm, I, I'm scared to race. I might get last. I'm like, dude, you got a cake. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. You don't need to be on the podium. Nope. You got a cake, you, you know? You just won the race. <laughs> and, like, when people stop and be like, you know, like, did you – who won that race, you know? And they'll be like, I don't know, but did you see those two cakes out there? Yeah. Dude, there was cake bikes there. So it's it's good to hear that, That's you know? Great. And yeah. it's good to be part of, well, the change of the culture of mm-hmm. cycling, of a male-dominated industry. Yeah. It's good to be a little thorn in people's side to say, like, <laughs> the change is coming. Yeah. And you know yep. whether well, and you I, better like it. And you know, and I know you you're started to branch out into other types of frames beyond fat bikes. But you know, in particular, fat bikes have been a little bit exclusionary just from their pure size, right? I mean, the, yes. so the wheel size demands a big frame, and so it's hard for shorter people, obviously, to fit on a normal or a standard uh, fat bike. Man, I tell you what, what it what it comes down to, and the reason why cakes are so much better than a 26 inch wheel bike mm-hmm. for proportional size fitting. If you're five foot one and you're on a twenty six inch wheel fat bike, wrong. Yeah. If you're five eight and under, I think that you should be on a twenty four inch wheel fat bike. Yeah. Because it's proportionally sized better. Well, even and just from a standover height perspective. Standover, you're lower to the ground. Yep. It's a shorter wheel pace bike. Yep. It handles like a bike should, not like a garbage truck. Like right. some of these bikes out there, certain brands, whatever, <laughs> they handle like a garbage truck. Yeah. And like people are sold on it. And then yeah. they ride a cake and they're like Wow. Oh my God, this thing is so fast. Like yeah. And and that's what we get. And so mm-hmm. when we had, interestingly enough, this is the first time I've talked about it on a public forum. When we had our first uh demo ride, a certain local brand sent all their people to go ride them. And ah. what's funny is that that brand, there was like five people there. Yeah. They didn't come in. They came in and they got the free beer, of course. Way to go, <laughs> you know. They test rode the bikes. They had pieces of cake. They right. asked when the pizza was going to be there. And I'm like, man, wow. you, want, you want me to go do your job for you too? <laughs> really? You know? And so I looked and at one point, they're all in the corner talking about and pointing at the bike. And yeah. I'm like, and that's what made me mad. And I'll say it here. It's like, you're going you're gonna to make a product 
off of my sweat equity. Yeah. Shame on you. Like, seriously, and like, we live in America and everyone should be nice and play together. Well, guess what? It doesn't work that way. But you know what? The, the experience of buying a bike from you is going to be so much different that you're always going to occupy a space. <laughs> and possibly irritating, too, at the same time. And, well, it's part of the process, you know, right? I mean, you, you, don't, you don't necessarily go out and look for a trek to get a magical custom bike. I mean, yes, you can buy a, a custom paint job for most of the big brands, but you sure. know, if you want to get a bike that fits you, you've got to come to somebody who's going to make a, a handmade bike. We've, right? we've done this with Cake, too, where I was like, we're not changing a thing. Everything is this stock, and now we have people who come in and they're like, yeah, I'm five one, but I have a twenty eight or twenty six inch inseam. I can't right. stand over even this bike. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yep. we'll curve your top tube at no extra charge. Yeah. And people are like, well, what should it charge? I'm like, that should be like another hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. And, and so to me, it's like the overall ideal to chase mm-hmm. is to get that person like, wow, I love my bike. I want to ride it more. Yeah. And here's the deal: a five foot one person, you can't. I, mean, I guarantee you. I guarantee you that if you get on a 26 wheel fat bike you're gonna be like oh this is different and yeah. then you're gonna get on a cake and you're gonna go what was i thinking yeah and I, and I can say this confidently because i've sold bikes i've had people yell at me that i didn't take their money fast enough and i'm like <laughs> hey well this is a different experience you know and it's nice because as we get caught up and we're moving into different areas yep um i think cake fat bikes will be more accessible to a lot of people soon that's great and i'm excited about it because like you said, a lot of people can get a bike and go get it stripped and then yep. get it repowder coated. Yep. But it'll always be that. But That's the right. joy about cake is like we're gonna get you a bike that fits you, that mm-hmm. rides incredibly well. Yep. And then that you get to choose your own color. Yeah. And I call them, you know, they're absolutely like lime tastic lime, yeah. galactic grape, uh, green with envy green. You know, and it's just <laughs> fun to ask. name these yep. things like that because. Yep. I think what we're doing is we're hitting a market of people that have yep. only been talked down to and yeah. told what they need. Yeah. When we say, well, this is what you need. Now what do you want? Yeah, right. How do you want it to look? Yeah. And that, I think that when you're buying something that level of, well, financially. Yep. But as custom as it can be, yeah. this might be their only purchase they ever make I was like just going to say, it's a forever bike, right? It's a forever bike. Yeah. I've had two two of mine i've had to sell and i'm like oh, oh but you can make another one oh, yeah but still, still this was I beautiful red one. you know yeah yep you know you've you've obviously won a bunch of awards and you've gotten some tremendous recognition for for, for both cake and your peacock groove stuff and i'm really curious especially about the peacock groove bikes that are very much wrapped around themes i mean you've done some really creative themed bikes around cult <laughs> movies the the fruit stripe bike is that's right behind the kill bill bike for me because i was a huge fruit stripe kid fan when i was a kid <laughs> so i like when i saw that that got sold i'm like no you can't buy my bike <laughs> <laughs> well Where i know who bought it so <laughs> so we, there's there's you're telling me there's a chance there's a chance <laughs> you can give me the money now i'll go i'll bring it to you later tonight <laughs> right wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> and i'm off to mexico <laughs> sounds like hmm. so where did where did the inspirations come up come from man i tell you what like growing up i was a fair you know as a child of the 80s and tv yep you know shut up go watch tv <laughs> i don't want to hear your, your right. junk you know you're like oh yep. thanks mom but i'd watch a lot of tv and that's where i kind of would escape yep and then i fell into anime but like mm-hmm. movies like convoy and mm-hmm. mad max they like always sung me like vanishing point. I'm yeah. dying to do a vanishing point bike. Oh. And I have the idea in my head, but the right customer has to come along. And sure. like vanishing point was one of the best inspirational movies that 
iPhone and the original, not yeah. the not the new one. Right. No, not the no, remake. No oh remakes, my god. Please. No remake. I mean, please. Vigo Mortensen, you're great. Yeah. Stick to playing yeah. Strider. And don't get me started you're on good. Battlestar Galactica. I have this argument all the time, but the the original Cylons are the actual Cylons. I None have not this? watched the series and I refuse to because Excellent. of that. Right. And he was like, but they're hot. And I'm like, I need nope. more than that in my sci-fi. <laughs> nope. I don't care. Yep. You know, about exactly. you know, chicks in space. That's right. But Vanishing Point, <laughs> I remember my dad and I kind of watched it. And uh, spoiler alert, at the end of the movie, like, they can't stop this guy in a most brutally awesome Dodge Challenger, 1974, yep. 46 pack, everything. <laughs> I mean, this this was a you ain't going to catch this car car, nope. you know? Yep. And so this guy is evading cops and all this stuff. And, like, they're trying to stop him. And they put these two big bulldozers, you know, side to side. And he sees it and just... Punches it to the floor, runs it, hits it, it explodes. And my dad said, I remember him saying something like, see, they got him. And I was like, no, they didn't. <laughs> and I remember like at eight years old saying to him, no, he didn't stop even though they wanted him to. Exactly. So I take a lot of that feeling and that emotion. And it's like, what do I want to see in a bike? Because yeah. when I worked at Kroll, imagination wasn't exactly... In, you know, encouraged. Right. It was like, no, this is what we want. Candy this apple red. And I'm be. like... But yep. you could put stainless steel bits on it and make it look shiny. Yeah. And I was told in very stringent and offensive terms to not think that way. Yeah. And I was like, once again, stifling creation. Yeah. So when I see something, I want to know how can I make that into a bike? And there's a guy out there who's been very patient with the bike build that we're finally finishing up this year. That's great. We're doing a Fury Road theme bike. Oh, and wow. I've got the majority of it done. And I've been waiting on platers yeah. uh you know uh chrome platers sure. and stuff like this and somebody already lost a fork and i'm like oh no you lost like a two thousand yeah. dollar wow. fork that i oh, my you know gosh. so i have to drive out to california at some point and beat people <laughs> you know it'll make sense but like when this bike is done like i try and i try and harness that emotion like yeah i think about how did i feel mm-hmm. and a lot of that went into the prince bike which is like Gorgeous. how do you you know, and it's funny because as much as adoration as that's got me and, and it made me feel strangely accepted, you know, I heard yeah. all the back whispers of frame mm. builders going, oh, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. Blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, you know, I finally, after all these years of inspiring other people, like the Highlander yep. bike that I made, yep. I, I was so mad that that didn't win an award. And I try not to, you know, pat myself on the back too much, but I was like, dude, this bike took 140 hours to create. Yeah. Like, I took a tube set that mm-hmm. no one should have done this with. Right. Dario Pegoretti, Sinichi Kono, all of the greats came around and were like, this is an amazing bike. And then wow. the judge like, yeah, well, that powder-coated bike over there. I'm like, no. Seriously? Oh. I had to look up Connor McLeod's tartan colors and <laughs> and match them to URLs. Nice. You know, like, and we hand-painted the swords on yeah. there. It says, don't lose wow. your head. Like, Highlander <laughs> was a great movie, and the whole point yeah. is, like, there can only be one. And well, that's exactly right. I can't repeat that bike. There can only be one. Yeah. So it's it's a big question of what do you like? Yeah. How are you going to transfer that to a, a bike, which is a limited canvas? Yeah. And, and to me, it needs to involve, like, it's a given that the bike needs to ride, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Duh. That's right. easy. That's fundamental. But how are you going to adorn it? What are you going to do that's different? Right. So I'm happy that if any bike, like the Fruit Stripe bike, yep. if it gets stolen, you'll find it in a minute. And in fact, someone was riding that once, and I got a panic call from him. Apparently, <laughs> two guys on the Greenway... Had stopped him. No, they didn't just stop him. They pushed him down. Oh, my gosh. They, they took him down, and they're like, you stole this bike. There's no way this is your bike. Oh, my gosh. And this poor guy is calling me, and these guys are yelling things in the phone. I was like, no, no. it's. Oh I let him gosh. ride it. And they're like, 
Wow. Oh, okay, sorry, man, but we thought he stole it. And I'm like... Oh, you're kidding me. Oh, it's funny now. It wasn't yeah. funny at the moment, but I'm like... Right. Vigilante justice you know, is never the answer. It's... <laughs> well, then where would all these Death Wish movies go to, <laughs> well, you know? Okay, good point. <laughs> good point. <laughs> so it's... I guess that's what I try and do, and I just... I was very imaginative as a kid, yeah. and I wasn't encouraged, yeah. and now I'm like, no, I'm not... No one's... No one's going to limit me but me. myself. That's great. That's great. So uh, you talked a little bit about some new things coming out, uh, maybe in the cake environment. What, what's next for you at Peacock Groove and Cake? Man, um, well, I'm proud to say that working with Eric Lingus at Northern Rose has helped me a lot. That's great. And, you know, we both have our individual small businesses challenges. Yeah, sure. And we've worked together to eliminate and create a couple new mm-hmm. ones. Which is always interesting, you know. Push one lever down, um, another one pops up. Yeah, right? said whole Paul Abdul, one step forward, two steps back. You know, MC Scat Cat yep, and all that. Yep. But it's it's interesting because what I and he and many other small business face is that we do not have any capital. We don't have right. any big money. And there's yep. companies out there with so much money behind them. Yep. They don't even know what hard work is. Yeah. Well, we do. I mean, like after this, yeah. I'm going to go grab lunch and I'm going to sweep my floor and I'm going to get back to welding bikes. Nice. That's the reality. That's yeah, working right. brand. Absolutely. But I'm proud to say that in the near future, we will definitely be able to offer you a value price bike. That's great. And we'll definitely be able to offer you finishing features in nice. our own shop. And I have worked my tail off for this. That's great. And there's been nights where you hold your head in your hand and you're like, I, I don't know what tomorrow brings yeah you know and it's it's yep. scary but it's it's finally nice to be a little bit more in control of my yeah. destiny and That's a little great. bit more control of things and it's only going to bring better things yeah. and, and honestly the twin cities especially minneapolis but the twin cities mm-hmm. you know i mean my heart is stab in the middle of lake street bridge you know because <laughs> i cross it like 18 times a day but i think and I'm happy to say that there's some good things coming, and we're really going to make people look at Minneapolis once again as not just a summer place to ride your bike, yeah. but a. I That's mean, great. cake can be enjoyed That's, all year round. <laughs> yes, it around. can. Cake is good any day. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Indeed. Well, uh, so where can people find out about Cake and Peacock Group? Where where should we send people? <laughs> well, the internet is this great vast thing, right. and our websites are just still terrible. But we're on Instagram at Cake or Ride Cake, but or no. At Cake underscore Bikes, at Peacock Groove. We're on Facebook. All right. Find that. And if Good. you want to go see some models that we have, go to Northern Rose Bicycles on the, on well, kind of on the corner of Cedar and 35th. Yeah. Kitty corner from Matt's. Go get a burger, <laughs> go get a bike, right. and get some cake, you know? Awesome. Well, hey, we'll uh, we'll make sure there are links out to all of your stuff Woo-hoo. on the, the show, social media, and on the website. Uh, and we're going to post this interview uh, later on this afternoon at blastbeatbikes.com. Eric, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Thank you, and uh, rock on! Yes, all right. Have a good one, everybody. White, you say bar, I say bite, you say shark, I say him and George was never my scene, and I don't like Star Wars. You say Rose, I say Royce, you say God, give me a choice. Say Lord, I say Christ, I don't believe in Peter Pan, Frankenstein, or Superman.